Hello, and welcome back to Hook of a Book. I'm your host, Ellie Mano, age 14, and for the 151st official episode of Hook of a Book, I'll be reviewing an absolutely amazing YA historical fiction book that was given to me by my mom's best friend, The Paper Girl of Paris by Jordan Taylor. I just finished this book after, like I said, one of my mom's friends gave it to me over Thanksgiving break. I was transported to Paris as soon as I started this book, and it only took me two days to read. I've always wanted to visit Paris, so it was really interesting to read about the city. The Paper Girl of Paris is told in alternating perspectives, one taking place in the present day, and the other occurring from the beginning of the Nazi occupation of France in 1940. For some reason, I wasn't really expecting this book to be super sad, but I definitely cried at the end. You'll know why when you read the book. The Paper Girl of Paris received extremely positive reviews, and it totally deserves all the praise. It's one of the best historical fiction books I've read this year. I just couldn't put it down. Let me read you a summary of The Paper Girl of Paris right now. Sixteen-year-old Alice was devastated when her grandmother, with whom she was incredibly close, died recently. She's surprised to find out that her grandmother has left her something very unexpected in her will. An apartment in Paris that hasn't been touched since the 1940s. The apartment is in its original condition, and it's basically a time capsule into a different period. Alice knew her grandmother grew up in Paris and then moved to America, but her grandmother rarely talked about her past. Nobody in her family knew this apartment existed, and Alice is determined to find out why her grandmother kept it a secret for so long. When exploring the apartment, she discovers that her grandmother had a sister, Adeline. Her grandmother never, ever mentioned Adeline at all. Did they lose contact? Why? Alice's discoveries create so many new questions, but some of them may be answered when Alice finds Adeline's old diary that she began writing in 1940. Adeline has wanted to take a stand ever since the Nazis invaded France. Her sister Chloe, Alice's grandmother, has also wanted to do something about the invasion, but she isn't as worried about being caught as Adeline is. Adeline knows that she needs to carefully choose how she takes a stand against the Nazis, so she doesn't end up captured, hurt, or worse, killed. Then, Adeline meets Luke. He's the leader of a secret resistance group in the heart of Paris, helping others fight back against the Nazis. For the first time, Adeline feels like she can resist the Nazis and actually make a change. However, nobody in her family knows she's fighting back, and she's gambling with her safety by resisting. Trying to make a change could be the reason Adeline ruins her relationships with her family if she's not careful. As Alice and Adeline navigate secrets, mystery, and romance in Paris during two completely different time periods, they may discover things about themselves and their families that could change everything. How far will Adeline go to resist the Nazis? And why has Alice's grandmother's past been buried for so long? I couldn't get enough of this book. Adeline and Alice were fantastic main characters, and I was really invested in their stories. I hadn't read too much about the Nazi occupation of France before, so I learned a lot while reading. Jordan Taylor's writing was so immersive, and I just loved every bit of this book. It's a great YA book for tweens and teens who are just getting into the historical fiction genre. 
There's nothing too graphic or inappropriate, but there's an incredible story. Let me read you a passage from The Paper Girl of Paris right now. Alice I perused the scattered clothes around Graham's room some more, caressing the fabric and wishing Graham were here to explain everything to me. Why was this place such a secret, and why did she leave it to me? Why not Mom? Was there something she wanted me to find? In search of clues, I moved to the chest of drawers, finding only a few stray stockings inside. Ugh. Give me a sign, Graham. Stupidly, I look over my shoulder to see if anything has magically revealed itself, but the room is the same as it was when I came in. If it's mostly old clothes in here that Graham didn't want to take with her, maybe I should look in the room next door, the one that belonged to Adeline, the mysterious great-aunt I never knew I had. I take one last lap of Graham's room and go back out into the hall. Adeline's door swings open with a long, low creak. The first thing I see, in the mottled sunlight coming in from the courtyard, is a gorgeous canopy bed with carved wooden posts. I used to beg my parents for a bed like that nonstop when I was in the first grade. But then mom went through that dark phase and I learned pretty quickly how to censor my behavior. I guess I forgot about it by the time second grade rolled around and I haven't really thought about it since. I scanned the room, wondering where to look first. If someone went into my room back home, where would they find my most personal belongings? No question, it would have to be my desk drawer. That's where I stash all of my cringeworthy poems that will never, ever see the light of day. It's also where I keep the address Nathan gave me for his summer camp in Canada. He asked me to write him letters because there isn't any cell service there, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. I hurry over to the writing desk underneath Adeline's bedroom window, but with my fingers on the knob of the drawer, I pause. I feel a bit like a snoop, rummaging through her things. If mom ever opened my desk drawer and saw the poems I wrote a few years ago, when she was in another one of her phases, I'd probably die on the spot. But all that being said, Adeline hasn't lived here for years. Decades, in fact. Wherever she is now, I doubt the stuff is particularly important to her. Curiosity gets the better of me, and I pull. Inside, there are pencils, blank stationery, and a few stray coins and a bobby pin. There's also a leather-bound black notebook. I flip it open to the first page, and right away I see paragraph after paragraph of tiny cursive handwriting. There's a date in the top right corner. May 30th, 1940. My heart skips a beat. I think I just found Adeline's diary. I chose to read that passage to you because it takes place when Alice first finds Adeline's diary while she's looking around Adeline's old room in the apartment. I think the idea of finding an apartment that hasn't been touched since the 40s is so cool. I mean, just imagine what you could find in there. Reading this book really made me want to visit Paris, more than I already did. I love French culture and it just seems like such a cool country. Hey, do you know what time it is? It's time for some things you need to know before reading this book. Okay, so in The Paper Girl of Paris, there is some profanity, as well as some minor violence. The book discusses Nazis and the Nazi occupation of France a lot, but nothing mentioned is too distressing. I'd recommend this book for ages 12 and up. Now, it's time for the last segment on Hook of a Book. What emotion? You know the rules. Okay, drum roll please. 
the emotion I felt when finishing this book was enlightened. I learned a lot while reading The Paper Girl of Paris and I just felt enlightened. Thank you so much for listening to Hook of a Book this week. If you have a book you want me to review on the show, you can email me at hookofabookpodcast at gmail.com or leave your request in a comment on Spotify. You can also send in a voice message that might be featured on a future episode. The links are in the episode description. To stay up to date with all things Hook of a Book related, you can check out Hook of a Book's Instagram. Sometimes additional book recommendations that aren't on the show will be featured there. The link is in the podcast description. Have a great week, you guys, and keep on reading. Ellie out. Thank you.